Everyone dreams of fantasy football glory. Only few will ever know what it truly feels like to be a champion. Now, for the first time, you've got a fighting chance. Presenting Fantasy Football Dreams with J.C. Harvey. I will take a running back for a thousand, please. What's that? There's no more running backs left? Damn. That's what it was like this week in the NFL, folks. Just a crazy week. Seven running backs went down. Did yours yours go down? You got Jonathan Stewart, Thomas Rawls, Doug Martin, Amir Abdullah, Arian Foster, Adrian Peterson, Danny Woodhead all go down last week. Uh, I've never seen an injury bug hit one position in fantasy football like it did last week. Just truly amazing. And out of those seven I just mentioned, Danny Woodhead gone for the year with a torn ACL. And probably the biggest news in fantasy football right now is the status of Adrian Peterson. Watching the tackle on Adrian Peterson, it was almost, uh, yes, he was he was tackled, but it was almost a non-contact on his knee. Uh, I mean, nothing seemed to buckle or anything like that. Couldn't put any pressure at all on it and was um, taken back to the locker room. They are now saying Adrian Adrian Peterson has torn his meniscus. Pretty good news uh, f- uh, from what we saw uh, at the game. It looked for sure like a torn ACL. He's gone for the year. But it is a torn meniscus. And there's lots of timetables being put up in the air with Adrian Peterson on a torn meniscus. With that, uh, is it a complete tear? Is it a partial tear? Those are pretty big differences. Complete tear, you're going to be out a couple months, three to four months. If it's a partial tear and the swelling goes down, Adrian Peterson might be back uh, next week or the week after that. It might be a one-week to two-week injury if it's just a partial tear. So we are waiting anxiously to figure out what kind of tear of the meniscus it was. But in the meantime, Adrian Peterson owners, uh, hopefully you got to the waiver wires as soon as that happened and picked up Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata. Uh, McKinnon's kind of a smaller guy, so I don't know if he can carry the load if Peterson is out for an extended amount of time. Uh, so uh, Matt Asiata is a, a bowling ball. Uh, he can definitely carry the load, but right now I'd favor McKinnon for the majority of the snaps. So hopefully you ran to the waiver wires whenever the news of Adrian Peterson broke. It's just it's just a shame that this happened. Uh, the rushing king last year uh, was having a pretty bad year this year. It's just terrible what happened to Adrian Peterson. And uh, so that's the big news of fantasy football. And like I said earlier, Danny Woodhead out for the year. Uh, Melvin Gordon owners, uh, I know injuries are terrible, but you are jumping for joy right now. I've got Melvin Gordon as a top 10 back. I believe in Melvin Melvin Gordon. I believe the hype. I think he's going to be a great back from here on out. So Melvin Gordon owners are very happy. Uh, Thomas Rawls, um, he just got dinged up. He's got a bruise above his ankle. Uh, Nothing serious, I don't think. He might play this week, but if not, it's just a one-week injury. Same thing with Jonathan Stewart. He pulled his hamstring. 
Uh, looks like he's going to sit this week, but he's going to give it a go next week, just a one-week injury. Uh, Arian Foster, tell me if you haven't heard that before. Arian Foster is injured. So um, all sorts of injuries at the running back position. Is your standing, is your running back still standing? I mean, it definitely uh, increases the value of the other remaining running backs. Uh, David Johnson, Todd Gurley's look god-awful, but he has value. With especially with all these running backs going down, a guy that's getting 15, 20, 25 carries a game, that holds value. Um, so Lamar Miller, carry guy, holds value. All these guys' values have just skyrocketed now that the injury bug has completely ravaged the running back position. So probably the most notable breakout player of Week 2, in my opinion, was Stefan Diggs. Who would have thought Sam Bradford would have been a revelation for that offense? Stephon Diggs. Sunday night football versus the Packers. Diggs goes 9 for 182 yards and a touchdown. An average catch of over 20 yards. I mean, and Stephon Diggs is probably on a lot of people's benches. So those 30 or so fantasy points in standard leagues were probably useless last week with Stephon Diggs. Love Diggs going forward, especially with Sam Bradford. He definitely was keying on him the whole game. So Stephon Diggs was definitely the biggest surprise of week two for me. Um, Sam Bradford, I thought this guy's career was dead. He gets traded to the Vikings after Teddy Bridgewater goes down to a torn ACL. Uh, from the look of things, it looks like uh, in that offense, I know it's just a small sample, but I mean Sam Bradford, he might be a long-term for the Vikings if uh, Bridgewater... Uh, isn't the same as he used to be, and Sam has a solid season, Sam might be the uh, long-term option for the Vikings. So definitely going to have a great game, and he's going to be a big boost to Stefan Diggs' value from here on out. Other notables for Week 2 was uh, D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams owners, enjoy it while you can. you got one more week of it, because after that, it's the return of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, D'Angelo Williams in the past two weeks has got 26 carries, and 32 carries. That is ridiculous usage. Sunday, he had 32 carries for 94 yards, which isn't a great average. It's only 2.9 yards a carry, but he also had four carries, I mean, four receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown. So, D'Angelo Williams is getting it done. I mean, it, it's if you're a Le'Veon Bell uh, owner, you're excited and you're kind of nervous at the same time because D'Angelo is just absolutely killing it. But, I think for Le'Veon Bell owners, you should feel very confident. This is one of the best offenses in football. And a 32-year-old running back in D'Angelo Williams is tearing it up. So you should definitely, if Le'Veon Bell is completely back healthy, you should feel comfortable with that. So D'Angelo Williams owners, uh, enjoy it one more week because after that, you're going to have to find a replacement running back. A lot of you are probably wondering, how do I feel about Antonio Brown uh, now that he was completely shut down Sunday for 39 yards? And you know what? My uh, my opinion on Antonio Brown hasn't changed one bit because last year Antonio Brown was held under 50 yards receiving four times when he was dealing with Michael Vick and Landry Jones as his quarterbacks. Four times he was held under 50 yards receiving and he came within 150 yards receiving of 2,000 total yards. So no, I'm not worried about Antonio Brown at all. He's still the best player in real life and fantasy football, and I, I'm still standing by my prediction that Antonio Brown's going to get 2,000 yards receiving, 
be the first player in NFL history for a receiver to get 2,000 yards. Even if he's shut down this week, don't worry about it, Antonio Brown. Don't even entertain somebody trying to, to get you with a trade offer, Antonio Brown. I mean, be confident. You have the best player in football. So I still love Antonio Brown going forward. Another interesting thing is uh, A.J. Green was shut down as well. That uh, Bengals-Steelers game, which you thought was kind of going to be a high-scoring game, uh, turned out to be, uh, I mean, just a a schlobber knocker, which it usually is with them. 24-16, Pittsburgh takes it. They go 2-0. But A.J. Green didn't really do anything. Matter of fact, A.J. A.J. Green wasn't even the leading receiver on his team. Green goes 2 for 38. Uh, with a with a long of 21 yards, uh, so Green is just completely shut down. The leading receiver for the Bengals was uh, surprisingly the running back Giovanni Bernard, nine catches for 100 yards. So AJ Green was completely shut down. As with Antonio Brown, I'm not worried about uh, AJ Green, so don't even entertain offers for AJ Green unless it's just a king's ransom, two for one, three for one type deal. But hold on to AJ Green, be confident in him. Still going to be a great receiver from here on out. Uh, For some reason, that Will Fuller is still on your waiver wire. You need to go pick this guy up. I've been high on Will Fuller since the beginning of the season. I own him in three leagues. I am one of the biggest Will Fuller fans out there. The guy is only the second receiver in NFL history to record 100-yard receiving in his first two games, joining Deshaun Jackson. So those two guys are the only guys ever in NFL history and with Hopkins on the other side of uh, Fuller, he's never going to be double covered. He's got a great quarterback with a big arm. Thursday night football, he's going to go up versus the New England Patriots. They're in the bottom half of the league in pass defense. Yeah, you're a little nervous that Bill Belichick's going to. He's always a great. He's a great scheme guy. One of the best coaches in NFL history. So you're a little worried about that that they could take away the deep ball of Hopkins and Fuller. But he's still a great play going this Thursday night. And if by some miracle he is in the waivers, pick up Will Fuller right now. He's looking like the next big thing in fantasy. So definitely love Will Fuller. Uh, another thing that you want to keep an eye on is uh, Jamal Charles. Uh, it looks like that Jamal Charles is not going to go again for week three. Uh, it's been reported that he told his coach, Andy Reid, that he still was not confident in his knee. So that's concerning for Jamal Charles' owners. Um, and if you have Spencer Ware, uh, you got him for another week. You can ride him for another week. He had another 100 total yard effort. Spencer Ware is an excellent backup. But uh, you definitely want to be concerned about Jamal Charles and his knee. Um, looks like he's not 100% confident and ready to play again. But with all the injuries and, and everything that happened week three, you're going to need to uh, hit the waiver wire. Hopefully you already have, but if not, I've got a couple guys that you need to get. If you're in a two-quarterback league and you're struggling at uh, quarterback, why don't just you try Sam Bradford? Pick Sam Bradford up. Uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, Treadwell hadn't done much, but I expect La- Laquan Treadwell to, to pick it up. And if they have a confident running game, uh, Sam Bradford had unbelievable control of that offense, and only he's only been there, what, two weeks? So especially if you're in a two-quarterback league, I'd pick Sam Bradford up, stick him in as your second quarterback. Uh, another guy, Christine Michaels. Uh, as I said earlier, Thomas Rawls was injured, but Christine Michael outplayed him before he got injured anyways. Um, 
the Seattle Seahawks offense has been just absolutely dreadful, but you you would expect a team like that to pick it up eventually. Christine Michael went 10 for 60 yards. So Christine Michael's definitely a guy you want to throw a dart at. That's what the waiver wires are. You're just throwing darts, and hopefully they stick. Um, it don't matter how many darts you throw. I mean, you're not penalized for making a bunch of waiver wire moves. So just throw as many darts as possible, and hopefully you can hit on somebody. Moving on, Alfred Morris. Ezekiel Elliott underperformed again, underwhelmed, whatever you want to say. He fumbled for the second week in a row. Jerry Jones has come out defending Ezekiel Elliott as he should, but um, you still want to be uh, worried about Ezekiel Elliott, and Al- Alfred Morris did sneak in a touchdown for a revenge game for him uh, versus old team versus the Redskins. But if, any, if anything happens to uh, Ezekiel Elliott, his, his fumbleitis keeps happening, can't hold on to the ball. Fumbles is one thing in the NFL that will get your ass put on the bench faster than anything. So if this fumble issue keeps happening, Alfred Morris is going to be the guy. And Alfred Morris, if he's the starting running back for the Cowboys, just an immediate top 10 running back all year long. So he's definitely good insurance. If you're a Zeke Elliott owner, you're crazy not to own Alfred Morris. So if Alfred Morris is sitting on your waivers, uh, pick him up. Um, could be could pay huge div- dividends uh, uh, in the future of the season. Uh, and then as I stated earlier, Adrian Peterson had a serious injury, torn meniscus, still waiting on uh, the news to break on uh, what his options are. But pick up Jarek McKinnon. I think he's going to be the guy. I think he's going to handle the workload. Uh, there's also Matt Asiata. Asiata is going to be the red zone guy, real big running back. Uh, and I think he's a better player than he was a couple years ago when Peterson went down. So, Jared McKinnon, Asiata, if you got the space, pick them, both, pick them both up. Just make sure you get the bulk of those carries, so pick them both up. So, those are my guys that uh, I think you need to hit the waivers on. Okay, uh, my last podcast, I picked a player of the week, and I talked about a certain matchup pretty much the whole podcast, and it was a just a complete disaster bomb prediction. Uh, was wrong about the game, as nearly everybody in the country was. Uh, the Saints-Giants game turned into a defensive struggle. I mean, who would have predicted that? I had uh, my player of the week was Odell Beckham Jr. I predicted he would go for 227 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Yeah, that was a (laughs) very lofty prediction, but I really thought it was going to be a shootout. Uh, And Odell Beckham Jr., um, didn't get anywhere close to 227 yards receiving. He actually uh, wasn't the leading receiver on his team. That goes to Sterling Shepard, uh, who had 117 yards receiving. Odell Beckham Jr. had 8 for 86 yards. So was over 100 yards short of my prediction, but I am going to hold myself accountable. I was wrong on an OBJ prediction. I was wrong on that game. A lot of people thought it was going to be a shootout, but this Giants defense is uh, obviously improved, Um, so I was wrong there. I'm a man of my word. I will hold myself accountable. But the two predictions that I did get right, uh, I predicted big games for Melvin Gordon, and I predicted a breakout game for Sterling Shepard. Melvin Gordon delivered. He had 24 carries for 102 yards, a touchdown, three catches for 18 yards. And with Danny Woodhead going down, as I said earlier, I have Melvin Gordon as a top 10 back from here on out. I'm expecting a really big year, great year for Melvin Gordon. So as I predicted, Melvin Gordon had a great game last week. And also Sterling Shepard, nine catches, 
117 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, but he got nine catches. I mean, he is clearly a factor, even with OBJ, Victor Cruz. Sterling Shepard is going to be a fantasy force all year long. So those are two of my predictions that I got correct. Um, You can't get them all. Definitely uh, wish I would have uh, predicted the OBJ Saints-Giants game a little better. But I don't think anybody could have saw what was coming um, from that game, a defensive struggle. A couple weeks ago, uh, if you listen to my podcast, um, I, I was advising everybody to trade Todd Gurley. Uh, it's another week and another underwhelming uh, performance from Todd Gurley. 12 carries for 54 yards. Gurley's played two just unbelievable defensive opponents in the 49ers and the Seahawks. Uh, well, I do think better days are ahead for Todd Gurley. I think he's going to start. You're going to see more carries. He's going to start turning the corner. I do think uh, you should definitely look to trading him because he still holds value right now. It's not as much as it was after week one since he's now turned in two underwhelming performances, but I do still think that you should trade Todd Gurley. Um, You're not going to get a king's ransom for him, but you can still get some valuable players, possibly a two-for-one for for Todd Gurley. Um, So I'm still sticking with my Todd Gurley as a bust this year. Also, Devontae Freeman. You got Freeman, you got to play the guy, but Tevin Coleman is really eating into his production. Uh, Coleman last week, uh, 12 carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Two catches, 25 yards. Freeman had 97 yards receiving, no catches. Uh, That's the big thing for Freeman. He is a pass-catching back, and so that is a very alarming stat. And um, as I predicted in my last week's show, I think eventually Tevin Coleman will uh, soon become the starter midweek for that team. I just think he's a little more talented uh, running back than Devontae Freeman. But as of right now, if you're a Freeman owner, you got to play the guy. It's just a tough situation. Until it works itself out, um, you got to play Freeman. You better make damn sure that you picked up Tevin Coleman uh, right now off waivers. I mean, he shouldn't be on waivers anywhere in any league, no matter what format. Tevin Coleman should not be on waivers right now just with the potential of becoming the starter, which I'm predicting midseason he becomes the starter. So we still need to keep an eye on that Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman situation. Yeah, it sucks. I hate these running back by committees. You can thank Lindell White and Chris Johnson for that. I feel like whenever they had that big breakout year together, that was like the birth of the running back by committee. So thank you, Lindell White. Thank you, Chris Johnson, for putting us in this situation So that's going to be it for me on week two of the NFL. I know this is just a brief scope of what actually happened in the games. Quite frankly, if I I broke down every single game, this would be a three-hour podcast, and I know none of you would listen to that. Um, Some of you would, but pretty much nine times out of ten of you would not listen to a show like that. So I can't break down every single game. I just do highlights of certain players. Um, Still working on my website. As soon as that's up, I'm going to have... I mean, I'll have articles, uh, my rankings. Uh, new thing that's going to happen next week, I'm not going to break 1 through 10 down each position on my rankings. Uh, didn't like how that went. Uh, didn't like the reception that I got for that podcast show. It was a little over 40 minutes long, so I'm going to switch that up. I'm coming up with a way to show my rankings on my Twitter. Um, so next week's show, we'll just uh, highlights like this week. I'll highlight players. I'll go over my rankings, not 1 through 10, but I'll just point out players in my rankings, and I'll do it that way. I'm trying to make this as most entertaining thing uh, possible for you guys. I want it to be beneficial for your fantasy leagues. 
Uh, I want everybody to do good, and I, I think if you listen to me, you definitely have a heads up on the, on your competition. So thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Fantasy Football Dreams with J.C. Harvey, and I'll catch you next time.